0: welcome to another episode of soju chronicles i am nat
1: and i'm nikki
0: and we are here to talk about a lot of things and (laughs) i would say like all things anime mangas dramas books and all the in between but uh i think this is going to be a very light episode so we're just going to talk about things Loosely related to those topics. How about that? <laughs> how, like, I feel like that's like how that's gonna work. Um, but, anyways, let's start with uh, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, I'm today, I'm doing cheap, nasty wine. It was really the only thing that's in my fridge because I forgot to pick up some alcohol before um, we recorded. But also, I didn't want to, like, get any the alcohol to put in my place, you know? Because yeah. I'm not going to be here, so I was like, mm, let me not do that. Because when I come <laughs> back, the alcohol will be gone. So anyways, I'm drinking Barefoot Wine to Go, Rosé, delightfully sweet. And it says, <clears throat> it's better served chill. And it says, one 500 milliliter wine to go is equal to three 5.6 ounces of glass, ounces, glasses of wine. I don't know I said. I, I, I'm tired. <laughs> Barefoot wine to go. Barefoot rosé is a delightfully sweet and mouth-watering melody with hints of cherries, summer raspberries, watermelons, and zesty citrus. Oh my god. The So it was in the fridge and so like the little droplet covered the R so it looked like a P and I was like, what the fuck is citrus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's citrus. Um, twist, <laughs> and savor the moment. Yeah, anyways, that's it. It's gluten-free, and it's 10% ABV. What are you drinking?
0: Yay. Uh, So I'm drinking this really pretty can. It's dry, berry-soaked, apparently. Uh, Rose gold berry-soaked cider. It's from the Niagara Cider Company. Did you steal it from your sister? No, actually, I had it in my fridge, so I was like, okay. (laughs) um it was either this or like a strawberry lemonade and i'm like okay well that one was like four percent this is six percent i was like okay i already had juice today so let let me get something a little bit stronger and uh yeah i mean it doesn't actually even oh it does say something oh (laughs) our refreshingly dry and flavorful ciders are crafted with heirloom apples grown in niagara's iconic orchids this rose gold cider is soaked with hand-picked niagara berries yum Yum. (laughs) it's actually pretty good but i i love the color i mean i think that they did a really good job with like this bottle this this can sorry because it looks great but yeah that is that uh so let's get into some animes and mangas and i did not read any mangas (laughs) Uh, or webtoons or anything. Do
1: you know what's funny? I kept saying to myself, "Nikki, read a webtoon. Read a webtoon. Read a webtoon." But I did not read a webtoon. You did not. (laughs) (laughs) I kept saying to myself. I started. (laughs) I started many, though. I started many. I started this one that was. Hold on, let me open the app. I think it was Pocket Comics. Let's see. Pocket comic. Or was it Mangua? Wow, this shit is taking forever to open up. Please check your internet. Wow, the disrespect. (laughs)
0: That's not great.
1: Okay, hold on. (laughs) No, it's really not opening. Shouldn't there be like a section that's like... Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. Shouldn't there be a section that's like... Tells you what you were reading? So, I read temporarily sacrificed i don't know what the fuck it was about but the one like the two episodes that i read was that this girl she's like the half like she's like the um bastard child of the king and so he sacrificed her to like the gods to make like some rain or something i don't know it was lame that's why i stopped reading it (laughs) um and then I started reading why Ophelia couldn't leave which I also don't remember anything about so there's that and then I started reading national school prince is a girl and that's like a trans migration type one where it's a guy but then he goes into like a girl's body but that girl is pretending to be a guy uh yeah i don't know it was weird Uh, i think i fell asleep while i started reading that one so yeah (laughs) that's just the story of how i did not actually read any mangas i just needed to tell you that there I attempts were made okay fair enough
0: yes so i mean i started a lot of things and then i have not gone back to it like under the oak tree and that mafia Mm one, and you know it is what it is it's fine but i have i did watch um the last two episodes of attack on titan we're getting to the end guys two episodes left and it's you know it was two very well put together episodes i will say it was a combination of what we needed to see which is like the marlins the eldians the people from paradise island basically just sort of of coming together and a lot of it was like oh you did this and you did that and your ancestors did that and your ancestors did that and it was supposed to be that way for them to sort of be like okay well we all fucked up and now we're here aaron's about to destroy the world okay (laughs) like Mm -hmm. because we all we all like cumulatively fucked up (laughs) so so i you know i get it i was like some of this stuff is not really sitting real well with me knowing that this man's like not knowing i mean oh al- there's alleged information that toriyama not toriyama um who's the guy who does um attack on titan uh that he is like a right winger like a japanese right winger Isiyama. Uh, mm-hmm. so i was kind of just like mm, like when i was watching it i was like hmm. <laughs> We know Japan had done some fucked up shit, so I was just like, okay. Is this supposed to be, like, commentary? Like, specifically when the guy's like, oh, well, you know, all that stuff happened 2,000 years ago, get over it. It was kind of, like, the idea, right? Because of, mm-hmm. you know, the Marleans got pissed because of what happened 2,000 years ago when um, original Yamir became a Titan, and, like, basically they started fucking everybody up. And, yeah, I mean, okay. Like, you can only say that in this context because marley then you know orchestrated their emancipation in some ways and then fucked them up so i mean i get it (laughs) but also like you cannot apply this to japanese history because i remember a part in history where korea was like nah 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 what you guys did we will never forgive and we're gonna come (laughs) over take over and enslave y'all and like put all your women in comfort houses and shit like i i have never seen that It would be the same as if, like, you know how white people are always afraid black people are going to, like, rebel when they just murder all of them? Like, Mm -hmm. if we actually did that, that's comparable. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm kind of just sitting here like, okay, like, I get what you're saying in this story and in the context of this story, but uh, it's kind of messy. It's kind of muddy, but it's supposed to be. And I respect the story of, you know, Attack on Titan. Like, I think that it is a very interesting story about war and battles and about history and about like information because like for most of this we the viewers had no we had no idea what was correct information from what wasn't in, what wasn't correct information and the characters didn't know either right because everybody had their own idea of who your was and whatever until we saw the actual reveal of your and it was kind of lame in my opinion but like they had built her up as a person, like as this girl who made a deal with the demon with a demon and like the devil, and then also like somebody who was like a goddess. So like it really was an interesting sort of take on history and like how it's framed and viewed by people who have, you know, agendas and shit. So I mean, I like the story of Attack of Titan. I respect it. But yeah, it can be a bit messy, I think, when you start to look like when you think about like the politics of some of these creators. Um, yeah. And not just, like, the whole, like, right-wing thing, which is, like, pretty popular in Japan, too, right? Like, they'd literally be like, oh, none of that happened. We don't, we don't believe that it happened. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, like, okay, book from Georgia that that has, you know, happy slaves talking about, yeah, they, they came over here to work, and we worked them. Like, what? <laughs> like, that is deranged, okay? But... <laughs> I think that it is like an interesting take on, as a, like, this story is a very interesting take on all that, on all the things that I've mentioned, but yeah, I don't know, it's, I feel like, like, I'm not one to be like, oh, you have to separate the artist from the art, because no, fuck that, I mean, if I'm gonna consume something from somebody who is an actual demon, like, I feel like that's going to pass along to me and I just do not need that in my life. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't believe you can like separate the artist from the art because like it, for it to be art, it has to be created for it to be created. The person has to put something into it. Hello. R. Kelly done like saying about his, <laughs> his deeds. I mean, the man was on trial for pedophilia and called him, and then turned around and called himself the Pied Piper. Let's, like be real guys (laughs) like there's no separation of artists and art so like (laughs) there's just people who want to separate it because it makes them feel better uh and i guess yeah that's a long-winded way to say fuck right ringers but i like attack on titan I also started re-watching Dragon Ball, and I have actually haven't watched Dragon Ball since I was a kid, so it's been very interesting. Uh, what I do like about Dragon Ball versus Dragon Ball Z is that the fights are not, like, seven episodes long. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to see Goku, Kamehameha, whatever, like, ten times, you know, in one battle, and watch that battle in like, slow motion from different angles, see him do power times two, power times four. I don't need to see all that, okay? Like, I'm not that interested in the in the fight aspect of Dragon Ball. Uh, even though I will say Dragon Ball um, super broly, the fight scenes in that were, pfft, I mean, amazing. Like, they were fighting so, like, they they were so powerful that they were, like, breaking dimensional walls and shit. So, like, that was amazing, and it was really fun to watch, it. and I watched it in theater, so it was, it was amazing. But... In Dragon Ball Z, I didn't see all that. And so Dragon Ball is like more an adventure story because obviously like they're trying to find the Dragon Balls, blah, 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 blah. And um, Goku is sort of like an insert because he was living in the woods all the time by himself. So he's discovering the world for the first time and us as the viewers, we're sort of discovering this world for the first time. So it is really interesting. Baby Goku, I mean, he's not a baby. He's like eight, but he is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is so cute and he's he's not as dumb as I remember him being like there literally was a point where um there being him and Krillin him and baby Krillin who's also very cute cause like he's like a bald 8 year old it's really it's, they're so cute but they were like training under Master Roshi who is a bigger pervert than I remember it as well and they like he was like oh you know we have to like train your body but also your mind so like here's some books let's read and there's a moment when Goku picked up the book and I was like oh my god does he know how to read and I couldn't remember if he could read or not the the result was that Goku can read so yay I'm happy I'm happy to report that Goku can read because I was worried that he couldn't for a second there but anyways (laughs) it is really fun it is kind of cringy because there's like you know it's kind of like really simple humor, you know, kind of gross stuff. A lot of perverts, um, which is unfortunate because Boma's like 15, 16 in it. And I'm just like, I don't remember them being this gross, but hmm, that's a thing that happens. And but I mean, outside of that, I it is a lot of fun. And um, I don't know, I'm really enjoying seeing the characters for the first time. You know as they were originally introduced instead of like now as we see them because i think a lot of people are still stuck on dragon ball z
2: mm-hmm. like
0: that's like the you know in like that's that's the perfect representation of the dragon ball world for many people dragon ball z and i don't know and i actually think that's why a lot of people don't are not as big into dragon ball super because dragon ball super is like a mix of dragon ball z and dragon ball like it has like the slice of life fun family friend stuff and adventure stuff but it also has like the battles whereas Dragon Ball Z is mostly battles in my opinion and um Dragon Ball is more like let's go on a ride here let's go to this new place and explore it and and you know like find things and shit so I don't know I'm like really enjoying it the animation style is definitely my style I can admit it I do not like new animation style. I don't like 3D. Sh- I don't like, you know, the um Pixar. I don't like Pixar animation at all. <laughs> I just don't like n- new animation. I like the old stuff. I really like when you like w- when you watch old movies and like it's kind of grainy. It's like not really sharp. Sure. I kind of like that. I think it adds character. So, I'm really loving the animation. I'm loving like the 80s music <laughs> and the theme songs. And as I said, like, Goku is so cute. (laughs) He's such a cute kid. So, 10 stars for Dragon Ball. Yeah, that's it. Anything else? (laughs)
1: Um, No.
0: (laughs) I mean, we don't really have much to talk about. (laughs)
1: Anyway, we're giving, you know what? I think sometimes it's just nice to not talk, you know? Like we're just giving our re- like listeners some nice little break from all the chaos that we give on the regular. Also,
0: also we're gonna be talking about love is sweet soon, and not-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You started- um. So, that's anyways, <laughs> so that's it for mangas and dra- um, animes. So, dramas. Um, I'm gonna go first just because I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> Fair Fair okay, enough. here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I finished a lot of dramas recently, and then for, like, the weeks between recording, I was just in a reading mood and not in a drama-watching mood, right? So the only thing that I really watched was, like, Love is Sweet, which we're watching, which we watched together. Um, Gung, which we're watching together. And... um. 39 which we're not actually watching together but we're also watching you know um I mean I started a bunch of other dramas but like also I just it's just like I'm just in that weird place where I'm like eh but I like went back to think of like a drama to talk about that we haven't that I didn't talk about and I realized I never talked about how I felt about Memory of Encaustic Tile now at the end because I had finished it a while back and I never talked about it so I'm just going to do a little backfill on that. So for people who don't remember, Memory of Encaustic Tao, Shaoxu, Zhang um, Zunan, Zhang Shi are childhood friends who have grown up together. Their parents all work or have worked in the antique and museum trade, dedicating their lives to conserving priceless cultural artifacts. But as they get older, the friends' lives start to take different turns and their feelings towards each one another start to change. Um Shang Xuan's mom, Shang Xuan's mother, who is a great influence on both her son and Xiao Shu, becomes dangerously ill. While for Shang Xunan, the loss of his mom will mean that he must take up her mantle for Xiaoshu It inspires her to broaden her horizons, if, even if that means moving away from the neighborhood and friends she's so familiar with. She has secret feelings for shang Sunan who has also been secretly in love with her for some time. But Shang-Ki, whose true talent lies not with antiques, but mathematics, also has feelings for Xiaoshu When he gets the chance to pursue his studies abroad, the trio comes to a crossroad in their young lives. Can love really be shunted to the sidelines so easily? Lee or will cupid have something to say about the matter oh my god you know what i find so funny right now that yeah. sure the fact that they basically told you the first half of the story the major conflict in the story <laughs> and what the outcome is
0: <laughs> yikes
1: so um this drama i had a good time with it i thought it was like it was in the same vein of um the rela the replay reply to series so like mm-hmm. if you're into like youth esque like youth dramas where like it's pretty much just like a community and them growing together and like overcoming things together and then like you know dealing with the crushes and watching like your friend become your lover and like stuff like that you'll really enjoy this i didn't have many many complaints with this drama to be honest because i knew what i was getting in like i knew what to expect of it and my expectations were aptly met in that sense you know yeah because like this is like a drama that's been done many many times before like to me it just felt like a comforting drama like it just like, I think I wrote in my review that it feels like when you're eating a bowl of hot ramen in the winter, you know, where it's just, like, it's something that you are, like, it's just comforting. Like, it's, yeah, it's what you expected. It it makes you warm. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really have any complaints. Like, the story went exactly as we expected. Um, We had, like, the scenes with um Sunan and Xiao Shu where they're, like, very cute and, like, lovely. And, like, it's very clear that, like, Shunan really liked her from, like, a long time ago. And, like, as she came to the realization that she likes him. And essentially, like, what, like, you know, they started dating and stuff. And she, like, start like, she decided, oh, I'm not going to go, like, to this school. I'm going to go to this school because of him and, like, stuff like that, right? Um, So, like, he ends up having to break up with her. Because he's like, I don't want to be the, like, I don't want to affect her in that way type thing. It was one of those cases where if I don't break, if I never broke up with her, she would not go travel, you know, which happens, right? We know that happens all the time where if the person, if they don't break up, they stay where they are so he broke up with her and then she like went abroad um Shang-Chi he also was abroad and I think I messaged you or Nikki and I was like why is there so many fucking white people
0: (laughs) I think it was Nikki um
1: yeah (laughs) I was just like so annoyed because like and I hated the dub. Oh my god, I hated when they dubbed the English over them. I just, it was so distracting. And then also, it wasn't like, like, these weren't even, like, regular white people. Like, these people were just so pristinely white, too. And I was so irritated. But, you know what's funny? I actually edited up, when I was like, because I'm like thinking about it now, and I'm like, there's a smile on my face. And I was like, oh, we had a love triangle that did not end up with the second Millie going absolutely fucking bazonkers.
0: <laughs> wow. That
1: is, like,
0: wow. <laughs> Wish Love and Sweet went that route, but okay.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, And it was so funny because I actually probably would never – I, I I wasn't initially going to watch it, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is, like, a really, like, just cute, chill – no-expectation-type drama. And it really was. And, like, I don't... You know me. I don't usually like, like, the... When, like, there's a bunch of second leads and, like, the second story. But I loved all of, like, the side character stories. Even the fucking adults. Like, I love the adult story, too, you know? So, yeah. 8 out of 10. It was really cute. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, And then... I don't know. I don't think you're caught up on 39, so I won't. I am not talk about it um what else oh goon let's talk about goon together well actually do you want to talk about forecasting weather first and then we can talk about the two dramas that we are watching together and that we watched
0: yeah yeah no we can definitely do that okay okay so yes i'm totally 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 caught up on forecasting love and weather and i realized that i don't hate it but i don't i'm not like you know, I have to find out what's going to happen next in this drama. I, you know, like, I'm kind of okay with it just being, like, a background drama. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. when it comes on, I'll watch the episodes, be caught up, and then I'll just check out. Like, I'm not connected at all to anything. I'm not invested in it, really. It is, it's just a background drama. And so, basically, what has happened so far is Hakyung um she's played by Parkman Min Young she has um she asked her her man her younger man Song Kang whose character is Shi Wu to move in with her he was like no for whatever reason i don't know i think it was a pride thing so he was like i'd rather sleep in my car than take anything from my rich older girlfriend and i was <laughs> like okay these TV I mean you want it to- for me yeah, I was like, you could say being, like, a broke-ass bitch. I personally don't like that in men, but okay, sure. And so he, you know, was staying with Forecaster Um, who also wasn't living at home with his wife and his daughter because he avoided the, these people basically for, like, 10 or 14 years or something like that, and he feels like they're the ones who should adjust to him moving back home when he's the one who needs to adjust to them since he didn't give a shit about them outside of sending them money I assume this whole time. So, uh yeah, I don't know. They were living as bros. They got kicked out of the um like the I guess the KMA building that they work for, which is like the weather agency place. They have like the this room where like people who who stay overnight, who work overnight, they can like kind of like lay down and and, you know take a nap and stuff like that and so they were living literally living in those rooms (laughs) (laughs) and so they got kicked out and so she took pity on them so hakyoung was like okay look i have this big i it's like a two-bedroom apartment but i have a a study and stuff like that too so you guys can stay here with me whatever they're staying with her now and then her mom is trying to hook her up because her mom is basically like you know, you guys, like, I've given up on my eldest daughter, so you need to get married, because I, I'm already, like, you know, at the bottom of this caste, this Korean caste system, because my eldest daughter's divorced, and now you, supposed to get married a week before your fiancé dumps you and marries some other younger chick, so, you know, I need you to make, our family like you need to bring our family up again so i think her mom is like really obsessed with that and that's to extend that she got sick and had to go to the hospital last time it's it's really crazy i'm like mom's doing too much i don't really like it but she's basically on her matchmaking tip she wants to set her daughter up with Sokyo. Sokyo works for them as well he's on the team um but he is not the one for her apparently I feel him and the sister are going to get together and I think they're really cute together so that's actually the only couple invested in in this whole drama is the sister and Sukho because Sukho minds his business he goes to work he sits at his desk he does what he needs to do he's alert he's always ready so he always knows what's going on but he's not here to gossip he's not here to you know like you know be going to get coffee every five minutes like some of these people like he just wants to work and go home And then be a bougie (laughs) bitch. Because that's what he is. He is a bougie bitch. If you look at his house, like what he does on the weekend, he like grinds his own coffee. He listens to jazz music. He doesn't seem like he likes cream food that much as well too. So like he's definitely a bougie bitch and he just likes to live his life. You know, I respect it. I like him. He's like one of my favorite characters as well. Now on to the the main couple. The main couple. I mean, they're on again. They're off again. They're on again. They're off again. Who cares? I'm kind of over them. The exes, now they're also a hot mess. But because I'm rooting for them to fail, it kind of works for me. So, because I hate them so much. Like, and I I personally think Yuna's doing a good job because she's playing to her strengths. Because Yuna always came across... Is it Yura? I don't know why I call her Yuna. Whatever. Yura, she always kind of came across, like, kind of bitchy. So I was kind of like... I kinda see her character in her a bit. I think that's why it's working really well. I will say though that um Yoon Park, who plays um Han Kui Jun, is like I hate him, but he is so funny and he's actually making me laugh at some points in this drama. So I mm-hmm. kinda hate him slightly less than I hate um Yujin. Just for that reason. Cause Yu still out I think here like talking about Park
1: is always playing kinda like weird, sketchy goofy characters. Like yeah. yeah, goofy but also like just sketchy. Like his characters are just never really like like they're always just sketchy people always. Like everything I've seen in him, seen him seen in seen <laughs> him in everything I've seen him in, he's always just been kind of like a sketchy man. But anyways, continue.
0: Well, I mean, last time I saw him in You Are My Spring last year, and he was, like, her ex that committed suicide, but then it came out he was a twin, and the twin was, like, a murderer, like, but also, <laughs> like, a surgeon or something. Like, so, yes, he's definitely doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's, like, really funny in this. Like, there's... He found out, basically, by stalking, that um, Ha Kyung and she we she were dating, and he's all, like, jealous about it because... Because he thinks that um, she was only dating her because she's trying to get back at him for stealing um, Jin. and it's like nobody cares about your hoe. Like you need to calm down, sir. Like <laughs> she she literally just left this man because he's so obsessed with hating Shiwoo and like going back to Kyung because he feels bad. Like he actually does feel remorse for what he did. Whereas, Eugene doesn't give a shit. Like, she's just like, listen, it's like survival of the fittest. I wanted a man who wanted me and who wanted to marry me who wanted to take care of me. You are that man. It wasn't going to be this man. So, (laughs) I mean, I respect it. I kind of respect it because uh, she has a house. Her man, you know, had to take out a loan, yeah, but they have a house. Shiwoo is literally sleeping in a spare bedroom of his girlfriend's house. So I get it. (laughs) You know, like, I get it. But also, like, I hate them and I hope their marriage fails because they suck. So that's where we are right now. And yeah, I mean, forecasting love and weather. I don't think I would ever recommend this drama to anybody because I feel like it's too, like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. If it wants to be, like, really sort of, like, dramatic or it wants to be, like, a, like, it an, an soap opera-ish or soap opera-esque or if it mm-hmm. wants to be a slice of life like it doesn't un- like it doesn't really know what it wants to do or be so it's kind of like all of these things at the same time but there's not enough of anything to keep it really compelling
1: because
0: mm. literally we're just watching a marriage fall apart two people get together um who shouldn't because technically you know hakyung is shiwoo's boss and we all know if it was the other way around. We'd be like, oh it's not good," but you know. So I mean, gotta really apply that here because she really does determine. Like, somebody has to go to to Dojeju, right, at De- jeji Island, to like, um, because of the hurricane or the tornado season or something like that that's coming up. Oh, it's the typhoon season. The typhoon season that's coming up, mm-hmm. and she she's literally like, "You're going." I mean. That's a level of control that she shouldn't have over her boyfriend. I'm just saying. But I don't know. I'm I really like not even the secondary couple, like the third leg, the third mm-hmm. wing couple. I'm really liking them. I really like also, um, what's her name? Tae Kyung. Uh she's like a. she's basically like what Ha Kyung would have been if she had gotten married. Yeah. Because I know you
1: said it. You yeah, told us. Yeah, yeah, this episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I really like her. And I like her relationship because it's, like, really healthy. Even, But, you know, you're, you're starting to see her break because her husband took a year off to study to become, you know, a better- civil servant, yeah. Position, yeah, a better positioned silver servant. And here's what I don't understand, though. Last thing. She, after work, she has to go get the kids. Ma'am, your husband's only studying. Why is he not taking control of or taking over these things? Like, picking up <laughs> the kids, cooking. All he's doing is reading and taking tests. I'm confused why she's still, she's like the bread and she has to take care of her kids. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me personally, but, you know, they do still have a healthy relationship, so I'm rooting for them too. I'm even rooting for um, for Forecaster Um, whose wife thinks that he's having an affair with Ha Kyung. And his wife looks like she can fight, so I'm really interested to see how that plays out. (laughs) You're a mess, I can't. Cause she's, cause Hakyeon was doing like a press conference and the mom was like glaring at her through the screen. I was like, mm-hmm, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for some fights. But anyways, yes, that was forecasting love and weather. That was okay. an unhinged sort of summary of forecasting love and weather.
1: I mean, is, is it unhinged though? Because like, I feel like <laughs> you're just accurately describing what's going on in the show. <laughs> but yes,
0: what are we going to do first? Goong or a yes. sweet? <laughs> well, goong first
1: because yeah. So, we are at like uh what are we? At? We're on like episode 14 maybe. I don't even know honestly. I don't even um, yeah. But basically, we're up to the point where you know when he went to Thailand and was an old girl and then that inf- like that information gets leaked to the press via his aunt right that's that's his aunt (laughs) yep 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 yeah his aunt and she um she ends up like you know they they end up getting reinstated to their like positions and then he's like i don't want to be crown prince i want to be grand prince and they're trying to like oh i don't know if i want to be prince and then poor chay is like down deep in the sauce this man like, he clearly has feelings for her, but he also just treats her so badly all the time. And it's like, such, like, this drama is such a product of its time. It's just, like, wild to watch every time I watch. Every time I rewatch, I'm like, yeah, this does not old up because, like, he is so mean to her.
0: He's honestly like you guys keep saying, like, you know, there comes a part when you don't hate him, but I really see myself hating this man for all these episodes, okay? (laughs) Because he's he is such a bitch. Like he needs to be punched in the face. Like, seriously. How the how do you go to Thailand, see your ex, you know, and once again, let's remind the viewers that he asked her to marry him and this bird said no <laughs> so that she could follow her dreams and then she gets her dreams and said mm, you know and maybe rejects I, it I should be a, a queen instead and comes back to be a t- like to basically run havoc in this man's life. For what? For what? And she is so unrepentant and he's just, yeah, she's her just on like, basically she's like fuck
1: point. it, I'm Camilla, point blank. Yeah.
0: She's like I'm yeah. Camilla. And ain't nobody like Camilla only white women like Camilla for a reason. Cause they are born haters, okay? But, anyways. <laughs> anyways, about this man, yes, about um Shin, Prince Shin, he is terrible. He <laughs> cannot form a single compliment ever. Like, ever. She's always so open, and you know, she clearly likes this man. Like, let's at this point, like everybody and their mom has to be able to tell that she is really like into this man, she loves him. She loves to rub her face on his back. I mean, that's a yeah. thing. And he knows this. And instead of, you know, trying to not be a jerk, he just, like, amps up the jerk. He, he's always, like, saying snarky things to her and treating her bad. He has, like, this memory box, his his fat box, basically, of <laughs> um, all his stuff with his relationship with Huron. And, you know, she's not eating. She literally passed out because she was so... Emotionally distraught about well, she missed him, right? Because he was in like fucking Thailand, cheating on her,
1: and didn't mess, didn't message her, nothing, no, like she didn't know if this man was dead or alive. I mean, she did know he was dead or alive because you know he's a prince, so they would know. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, and like every time she called him, he ignored her phone calls, so she was like very sick, and she like passed out after while confronting. Heron, who literally looked at her face and was like, I'm not going to stop talking to your man. What you going to do about it? I was like, how you not smack this bitch? Like, how you not smack her? you know what? I would have pushed that hoe off
0: that bridge, okay? Off that roof, whatever they were walking by. Yeah, the first When she was like, let's talk. Yeah, when she was like, let's talk, I'd have pushed that bitch right off of it. Because how dare? How dare you?
1: Ugh, I hate her too. I hate everybody. No, I literally just, like, I, like... It's just like the way, like the it's the it's the way she just stands in her in it. You know, like yeah. yeah. Like she just stands in it. And I'm like, how is she Cal not popped the shit out of this bitch already? Like, because here's the thing, it's not like, oh, it's just a boyfriend. Like, that's your husband Your husband. That's You're supposed your to have a husband. kid with this man, okay?
0: Like, that's what they're getting them prepared for. To have actual children. You're gonna be tethered to this man for the rest of your life through whatever children you have. And she's trying to make it work he's like like okay an example of how much of a dick he is is he was in thailand never answered her phone calls cheating on her basically and then he comes back and his eunuch brings her a gift and she thinks it's from him and she's like oh thank you so much blah blah, blah. And he's like oh i didn't buy it he did He said it. like why why would you tell her that like what what does it do to tell her
1: that like, like when he saved her like when he picked her up like when he because like you know she fainted and he picked her up and then she was like so happy that he picked her up and then he goes oh wait he was basically like yeah you need to like lose weight you were very fucking heavy like okay. yeah like <laughs> and then and the thing is it's like normally i'd be like
0: okay the male girl is a jerk let me go to the second lead. The second lead is a little bitch, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. You is also whoa be a, a bitch. To me. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Like, he literally is just like, I want her. I want her because she is owed to me because I was the real crown prince. He has no desire to take over any duties.
1: Like, at least No, but, well, like, remember when Shin asked Kate? you... Remember yeah. when Shin asked him, was like, oh, if you were to be emperor, what's the first thing you would do? And then this man's like, abolish f- arranged marriages. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I- Shin is like, <laughs> like, oh, I would abolish the rule that like only the crown prince can stay in the palace. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. Like what? Like this man has not done anything to show me that he is worth like a political like mastermind or some shit. Like he has not done a single thing, but be friends with their fake Prince William. Okay. Like. At least Shin. Shin's a jerk. But Shin is is actually being trained to be a king. And he is, like, I could see him as a king more than I can see Yul as being a king. So I will give Shin that. But Yul literally is just like, I want her. Like, Kyung is supposed to be mine. So I'm going to do all of this just so that, like, and then I'm kind of just like, wait. So what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be the real crown prince and she's just going to transfer to you? Like, She's married to Shin. She is going to be. And even if she she gets divorced.
1: They can get a note and then he can marry her. Because she's supposed to be married to the crown prince. But you see, there's
0: problems there. And let me say why there's problems there. One, like I remember when Henry VIII was trying to um, get a divorce from Catherine of Aragon. And one of the things that he used was the fact that she was originally supposed to be engaged to his elder brother who died, who was supposed to be the king, right? So they said basically it was an incestuous union because she was like, I think they had actually gotten married, but they never like consummated anything because they were kids. So the, he was like, well, technically she's my sister and now I married her. So that's wrong. We shouldn't be able to do this. So I should be able to get a divorce. And the church yeah, was like, yeah. LOL, no. So, so I don't Korea know. Like, the <laughs> opposite, so. Well, I mean, this is, this is what I mean, though, right? Like, so, technically, they're family right now, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Technically.
0: So, even if she gets an annulment, I mean, maybe sometime down the line, someone could be like, whoa, she was really kind of like his cousin, uh, you know, even if it's by marriage. But, you know, Creen's like, really, like, family is family. Um, especially, like, when it comes to women going to their husband's family. So, like, I was kind of like,
1: yeah, yeah, sorry, but like everyone recognizes that, you know, that's your cousin, but then also the fact that they, they didn't, they, he convinced his mom not to release the kissing picture because he's like, you want to, you want her to come to the palace, right, and like, if you release that, then she can't come and go to the palace, so you gotta hold on to that until I, deem it's ready for my evil master plan. Yeah, he's so I will say, though, I am very proud of Chaikyung for when, like, you know, she went. well, <laughs> this bitch, she's so fucking stupid. Like, when she, when they went to um, Jeju Island with her, the grandma, and <laughs> she goes and draws the lady with wrinkles.
0: <sighs> Honestly, Ch- Chaikyung is also, like, a, a bird. She's a, ugh.
1: She's so dumb, but I was so so proud of her because, like, you know, when she... (laughs) Sorry, I'm also just remembering how me, you, and Nikki were like, why he always lurking around a corner reading...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like one thing that has given us a lot of amusement while watching this very infuriating drama is the fact that the king has vertigo, and that's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what's <laughs> preventing like that's what's causing all the stress and drama because he can't do his duties Ooh. often because he has vertigo and we're just like
1: vertigo <laughs> like, like i think that's our new inside joke too because even while we were watching <laughs> love is sweet there was like a scene where she like fainted or something and i was like oh must be the vertigo <laughs> <laughs> Vertigo. Whoa, oh, the world's spinning i was just like okay we
0: shouldn't be laughing at this but also <laughs> who came up with that? Like, you know, when you think of people who are like slowly, you know, you know, dying or or becoming more, um, I guess, distance like, away from their illness, had, like cancer,
1: Parkinson's, or something, Or Parkinson's you know, like, or something,
0: yeah, like vertigo. We're <sighs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I will say though, we've done a lot of research into vertigo, and now we know more about it because of this drama. So there's that. Yeah. That's that's it. Uh, but yeah, I'm still enjoying Goon. Uh I'm really interested to see how this man, you know, convinces us all that even though he was a jerk, it was all worth it for the journey. <laughs> I I'm not really seeing how that's going to be possible, but you know, I'm open to it. Mostly because Shin is cute. I think if Shin was also ugly, I probably wouldn't be as open to it. I can you imagine know I, I think that's the problem,
1: right? It's because he is cute. So you're just like okay. You're mean to her, but you are cute. <laughs> like he has crossed a lot of lines, though. I'm like so I really lines. do hate him. So I will say though, like the upcoming episode that we're supposed to watch, I that is a very cute episode. Um, mm-hmm. just because it's like very like family, you know. So it is cute, but yeah. You're gonna get a lot of frustration a little bit later down. I can tell you that much because it always frustrates me. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Okay. love is okay. sweet. Oh god, or rather, it's probably it's more like love is sour because that's how it. So I felt that. I ended or this what show. is love?
0: What is love at this point? Because I really could not tell you what it was based on what we saw in this drama. Okay, so we. I feel like we really explained what it's about. So let's get into it. It's 36 episodes of nonsense. I feel like it, like, really. There was a point where we were, we loved this drama. We were so excited. We were, like, gunning through the episodes. Because even though it was dumb, it was fun, dumb. It was like. Yeah, last episode.
1: Last episode of us recording this, we were, like, praising it. We were, like, oh, it's such a cute drama. So cliche. But we watched, like, 18 episodes in, like, five days. It was amazing. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And now we're here to tell you. That we lied. We're just kidding. We did not lie. In that moment, we felt that way. But now that yeah. we've watched all 36 episodes...
0: We're haters. Man. I
1: don't feel that way. <laughs> we're I haters. don't know about that. But I... I haters. Don't <laughs> feel that way.
0: So, okay. So, basically, we were at a point where, you know we kind of felt like okay we didn't understand how this was 36 episodes because we felt like all the good stuff had already happened and the story like had already run its course but you know we had
1: um, and at this young- point we were still only like on episode 20 so i was like okay cuz like they kissed on like what episode i want to say like episode 20 and then like 21 was when they had all their cute stuff so yeah, about they were, episode like, 20 yeah. yeah so about episode 2021 20, we're like okay this is cute good and then i was like I said to Nat and I was like why is there still 15 more episodes though <laughs> like like is it this where it should stop and it just kept going and going and going and going so, like, like every we time have... we get to a point in the story where you think oh it should okay this would be a good place to wrap it up it kept going
0: it did not it did not so basically like a bulk of like the last part of this drama was about um, finding out about the murder or the death, mysterious death of Xiong Jun's um, father. And, you know, I kind of figured that was going to be a point because, you know, they work allegedly in investment banking, but they basically were like private eyes who maybe looked at some financial records. They were doing like a lot of forensic accounting, in my opinion, instead of actual investment banking. But, you know, creative license... They can do whatever they want. They're writing this. It's fine. So we get to the point where it's like they go to her her house, her family home to see her mom. Her mom finds out they're dating. Her mom hates it because he works for MH and MH killed her Her dad. Well,
1: not really though. Remember at first she didn't even know they were dating and s- because she yeah, thought I know this she... Inter- she thought yeah. he, cause he was like, you know, I'm dating someone. And so then she started being mean to him because she's stupid and doesn't clearly understand that it's his do- her daughter. And then they got caught. So then, when she finds out that he works at MH, she was just like, oh, please don't have her work there. It ruined her. It killed her father. Also, did it kill her father, though? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I mean, the man, technically, technically,
0: if we're being technical, the heart attack killed her dad. MH really didn't have any much to do with that, even though... <laughs> you know the employees present you know did what what they did technically it was a heart attack that killed the man so i'm just saying but any like Mm -hmm. okay so yes so basically the mom made him promise to find out what happened with the dad so he's like i'm gonna do this and then so him and doula basically have like this Mm -hmm. truce and they're like you know doing the whole like goblin buddy cop you know antagonistic sort of relationship but they both Care for journey, it was so funny, you know, so
1: funny, anybody, you know though, right, because yeah. up to this point in the story, there was never, like, Dulé wasn't really a rival, like, we mm. only saw, like, that one scene where they were, like, competing, like, literally in the beginning of the drama, when they were competing yeah. to buy, like, some investment or whatever, and he won, and then we literally kept the hearing, Nino, you know, we kept hearing, yeah, they're rivals, they're, they're, they're like, really big investment rivals they're investment rivals but like we never actually saw it happen at any point in this drama no it was very much a tell
0: not show kind of situation where they kept telling us that they were rivals but we never actually saw them compete outside of that one like couple scenes in the first episode that maybe amounted to like five to ten minutes that was the only time we actually saw them compete even for um oh, girl, like, they weren't really competing. Because there was no
1: competition because, like, he was never in the game.
0: Dulé was literally outside the club the whole time, okay? He was not, like, even a contestant for her heart. She just was not looking at him like that. And so, you know, they do the whole buddy cop thing. I just thought that was kind of cute and fun. I was actually really happy because I was like, I'm – like, at this point, I was like, I hope Doulet never becomes the villainous second lead. And I was like, you know, you do with him what you want, but like, you know, this is great. This is fine. And they actually, the two guys had chemistry, so it was good. I mean, I didn't care about finding out who killed her dad or any of that oh, shit. Like, nobody
1: really cared no about that shit. Because, and like, then- the way Homeboy was such a comical villain, I was like, say, the only like- thing that was left was for him to twirl his fucking mustache. Like,. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. So basically, um, Lin Tai Mo comes back, and he was the guy at the beginning who signed, who recommended Zhang Jun for the job. So, and he was connected like to her family. So you know, like they had that relationship. So basically, he comes in, and it's like this big shakeup moment. This was like the final arc of the drama and basically like there's this big
1: showdown you wish it was the final fucking arc (laughs) of the drama
0: (laughs) I mean okay but it was like the last major one because it was like the whole like thing about you know before the time jump this was the last arc before the time jump anyway so yes he comes in you know him and like Mr. Fan, buttheads, him and he's like scheming and he was literally like Nikki said, a comical villain. Like if they put him in Gotham City, he would fit right in with all the villains there because there's literally a scene where he's talking to zha and he's like, you know you can call me uncle, blah blah blah. As soon as she leaves, he starts smirking and he has like evil smile <laughs> on his face and I'm like what? Why? What is going on? Like I was so confused and <laughs> and like he was all but literally rubbing his hands together in glee or doing like the mr burns fingers like he was literally <laughs> two seconds away from doing all that so there's this big showdown he he like accuses yoshan Yan. sorry is it Yan Yan-shu? Yan-shu? Shua. Um, Yan Shua. yes Shua of like trying to you know being a crook basically gets him fired and then like Oh my God, we're supposed to be surprised at the fact that him and Dulé planned this whole thing so Dulé could...
1: We literally, we were sitting there the entire time just calling every plot point. Like, when he broke up with her, we're like, okay, he just broke up. Like, he broke up with her because the story told him to. Because he could literally just tell this girl, hey, I'm gonna fake this whole thing. But no, he just had to break up with her for no reason, and they tried to make it angsty, and it was not working. It was not angsty. I'm sorry, it was not. And like,
0: so he dumps her, and you know, we're supposed to be sad, but the whole time we're sitting there like, okay, so he dumped her because he's pretending that you know he's going to Africa. Clearly, um, which is literally what they said that he was doing. He was leaving to go to Africa and start. Yeah, all he
1: was. He was going abroad, and then when um he made um Shan Shan. Shao um search his location. He was supposed to be in Tanzania.
0: Yeah, which is like okay. Um, I mean, okay. And so he literally, and then like there's this big moment where he's like at that place that he met Dulé before. And like, there's like the slow motion, dramatic ass music playing in the background as Duley comes in to meet him, and it's like, oh my god, they're working together to get rid of, to find the truth about this death. And I was just like, okay, let's pack it up, guys. Like, let's just pack it up and go home because. I would be embarrassed to act out the rest of this drama at this point. But Frank continued trucking on. And
1: so So, yeah, so, you know, they they (laughs) covered that, right? Whatever, they covered that. Um, Then she gave him grief for, like, 10 minutes because, you know, he didn't tell her. And then they, like, reconcile. And then you think, okay, that should be the end of the drama. But then, no. Then they give you... (laughs) A two-year oh time jump, oh and okay, we never talked about we didn't talk about what was going on with the other couple, but basically, what was going on with um Julie and her boy is that she was really obviously in love with him, but because they were one percent, they just didn't they didn't have the confidence to get into a relationship, and then he created this whole like app that's supposed to like make them become a hundred percent, um, and then he like launched whatever it was, whatever the fucking shit is called, point version two. And I just kept shading because he was, like, doing a live interview, and it just stops the interview to run to her. And I'm like, your job, sir? Like, why would you do that in the middle of your job? I was like, this is only happening in a drama. And then they get together. But the entire time- but, Okay, but
0: you, you, you missed up the best part. It's not the fact that he was unprofessional, but that when he left, all the reporters followed him <laughs> and ran behind him. <laughs> and to go and 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 get the scoop, and to take photos and videos as well. So like he, everybody was unprofessional in that moment, in my opinion. <laughs> but yes, continue.
1: but what was really pretty though, we loved the shots of the aquarium. Like mm-hmm. it was so gorgeous <clears throat> when they were kissing in the aquarium, so gorgeous. But yeah, so then you know, two year time jump, and <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I just. Okay, first of, all,
0: first of all, what was the point of the time jump? The, literally, the only point of the time jump was because CCP <laughs> said, okay guys, we're not seeing enough marriage and baby propaganda, so we need to do that right now. Because literally, the only thing that happened in this two-year jump is Dulé lost his damn mind. <laughs> like, seriously. To the point where he literally attacked uh, Zhao Jun trying to like And forced a kiss on her, even though for like thirty episodes, he was like, you know, accepting of the girl. What do you mean by thirty?
1: I think you mean like thirty-two because (laughs) this shit happened in like episode thirty-three and thirty-four. Mind you, we're at episode thirty-three and thirty-four, like. There's two episodes left, actually not even. I think it was 34 and 35. There's two, oh, one wow. episode left of the drama. Why are we doing this? Like wh- I was I thought I thought it was a fever dream. I was like I was like, wait, did I like smoke before I watch this? And like I'm imagining things. I was like, there's no way this is happening on the screen right now.
0: Like it made, it made no, no sense. sense. Like he no literally sense. accepted like he was friends with them. They were partners, you know, working for the greater good of MH or GE, or whatever company they are working for. They, like, this was so dumb. Literally, basically what happens is that she's resigning because she's wants to be a wife and mom because that's basically what you Which is see. so,
1: this is also the next thing that I thought was so fucking, like, annoying because, like, mind you, episode, like, 30, yes, the last six episodes were fucking time jump, was the fucking time jump. Episode 30 comes on, and she's like, I don't want to really be a wife and a mom. I won't resign. And then by episode 33, she's like, I will resign to become a mo- wife and a mom. Girl, what? Yeah. Why are you wasting I mean, my time?
0: That's why we figured that CCP told them that they needed to add these episodes in and to write about, you know, because it's not just her. Um, her friend was also very much like, I need to get married and have a baby. Like, Well, they were married, the
1: though. <laughs> I know, they but like,
0: they were married, yes. But like,
1: they it wanted was to have a baby. Pretty quick.
0: That they also, got married she was,
1: to, right? She was so. This bitch was so fucking crazy. <laughs> because she's like, she's like, oh, you don't find me attractive. That man had married you. Like,
0: what is your issue? At no time did he say that he never found her attractive. He's literally describing a new function of his app. And she was like, You don't find me attractive anymore? Our love is gone. Okay, girl. Calm down. Calm down like slightly, slightly. And
1: it was the psych out for me. It was the way they tried to make it seem like, like, we like me and that we're like, we know what this sh- like, we know you show. Like you can't you can't fool us. You cannot trick us. We know you. So when she was like, Oh my god, he forgot our adversity, I'm like, no, he fucking didn't, you dumb ass. Like <laughs> We knew this Honestly. show so well. Like we knew it so well. Like when this one, when the other one was like, "Oh, fu- the the pregnancy test." <laughs> like when he took the the call in the bathroom because like you know she left the pregnancy test in the room and she took the call in the bath. He took the call in the bathroom and that's like oh, did she need to take the pregnancy test in the the garbage bin? And I'm like, of course she did. She did. Because why else would he be on the phone right now in the bathroom? Did except she didn't find-
0: like, wrap it up with some toilet paper or bury it in the garbage. It literally was, like, on top. Like, on and the then the plan. whole,
1: like, the whole doula insanity was just <laughs> wild. And then it we was had so the, crazy. The, the, the girl. Oh, this was the thing that bothered me the most. How this bitch went from intern to VP in three years?
0: <laughs> three years.
1: I mean, was it even three years?
0: I feel like everything that happened to that point was probably like six months. So like, it <laughs> so was two and a, so
1: two and a half years. Intern to VP, and then like the other VP, she had like her little love line with the young boy, which was also so unnecessary. I couldn't figure out why we why we needed to have that. Like, what was the purpose? And. Like...
0: I was. And then the other, Dule, the
1: the, the, but... the intern, the intern, the other like two interns, their love story too. It was just so weird. And then Dulé meets up back with Linda, but then Linda, they asked Linda to get the flowers for the proposal. Speaking of which, the proposal was so fucking cute, guys. It was. Really it was
0: adorable. Cute. It was. It honestly, was so cute. Just focus on but the then they, ru- on but they
1: ruined it. They ruined it. it was, like two why? Why did later. they ruin it? Can you
0: Please explain why they ruined it. <laughs>
2: Please explain to the people why
1: they ruined it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they ruined it like two seconds later because they had them holding hands and running out. <laughs> and then it pants to like... Then I'm running out, like, married, and then, like, two seconds later, they're starting the <laughs> wedding certificate, and two seconds later, I'm like,
0: what? Yeah. Ah!
1: Yeah. It was, um... Because! It's why? just, like, why? Why? Why did they do that? Like, you mean to tell me you spent six episodes of them being, of listening to everyone tell them, oh, you guys need to get married, you need to have Have kids, you need to get married, have the kids, blah, blah, blah. And then they literally, it all happened in, like, ten minutes, guys. Like, the proposal, then them getting married, then her saying she's pregnant. (laughs) And then Dulé is, like, by
0: himself at some random place, and
1: And he's like, my best friend's names are, like, because, like, he met some girl, and, like, her name was kind of, like, one of You know how Chinese names mean different things depending on the characters and stuff. Um and he was like, My I know I have two friends. I'm like, Do you have two friends? Do you have two friends? (laughs) (laughs) You tried to
0: force yourself on one and the other one punched you in the face. (laughs) I don't think that's a friendship. (laughs) Honestly, like I'm not even gonna lie. I would have been perfectly okay with incest relationship, even though they're technically (laughs) not related. I would have been much happy with that to be with linda yeah if him and same. linda were together instead of all that like literally him forcing her to come and be his birthday pal and then like attacking her in the car and i mean we were we were in a state of shock <laughs> like during that whole scene
1: no like, i literally it was just unbelievable i it was, was like insane what i was like wait, what? I was so fucking confused. Because it made no sense, guys. It went from zero to a hundred so quickly. It made zero sense. Like, no sense whatsoever. And then they ended the, the trying to be all cute and then the drama like, oh, but do you think we should name our kids? I'm like, just get the fuck off my screen at this point. Like, <laughs> And then the fact that there are people who genuinely say this drama is a ten-star drama, I'm like, are you guys on crack? Like, whatever it is you were smoking when you watched this drama, give it to me because something is off. Because here's the thing, right? I was telling I was telling you and Nikki, like when I started this drama, I was like, oh, you know, I could I could give this a nice 8.5. Like, is it cliched? Yes. But the chemistry is so fire, we can go with it. But as the episodes kept going, more and more my rating kept dropping. <laughs> <Mine do. Yep. laughs> like the more we watched to the fact like I'm gonna keep it real with you. if it wasn't because if it wasn't for the fact that um Yan Shuan had such a great personality in the beginning of the drama and him and Bai Lu had really good chemistry, I would have given this drama like one star because this was so bad. Like, just the story was just so bad. So bad. Very-
0: I didn't even know what to say, honestly, at this point. Like, I really don't understand why it went the direction that it went in. It would have been fine to leave this drama at 24 episodes and- just sort of ended th- like
1: that. i think the problem too is just that like there's so many places in which this drama could have just naturally ended yeah and they just decided yeah. to go with none of them
0: uh, honestly every episode could have been an ending in its own way to be quite honest like <laughs> we we got a many potential endings that never came about for whatever reason and so the only thing really kind of keeping this thing together is the chemistry between the two leads and the fact that he was, like, a simp for her the whole time. Yes. Like, that was literally the only thing that was
1: consistent which is with why, this why, Which is why the whole, like, keeping that secret thing was just so, like... I feel like Yanshua would have just told her <laughs> at that point also, in time.
0: He literally told everybody else. Like, everybody knew <laughs>
1: that he was, like... Literally everybody in town Mama.
0: In and investigating and trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, everybody knew... But her, there was no reason not to tell her. And honestly, too, one thing that I thought was really strange was they made this whole thing about her not being able to cry because she's allergic to tears. But she didn't even really reference it at the end. And there's like a lot of heavy shit going on. So I was honestly even that-
1: like at the proposal, like you would think she yeah. would like. Cry. Honestly, though, speaking one thing about I was this was another joke that I was making with Nat, in that I said. I think that, like, um, Jang Joon, she is literally the sole, like, occupant of that hospital. Because this bitch in a hospital every four episodes, she in the hospital. Literally.
0: They have, like, wings dedicated to her. Uh, because she's just the only person in the hospital at all times. For usually shady reasons. Usually. Or yeah. crying. Okay. crying, but yeah. Or so, crying. what would you rate <laughs> Love is Sweet?
1: Oh my god, honestly, probably like a six point five or a seven. I haven't decided yet because I, like, I was gonna get a seven. So, it was gonna get a seven point five yesterday before we watched the remaining eight episodes that we watched. But the remaining eight episodes really just like made me not want to <laughs> give it a seven point five because usually seven like seven point five to like um eight point eight. 8.5 8. and my ratings are usually like oh dramas that were eh but they had really good chemistry right but when I tell you those last 8 episodes that we watched the way they did Dulé really and truly just pissed, pissed me, me, off. me off it
0: pissed me <laughs> off too like Dulé justice for Dulé he did not get what he deserved this
1: episode's title it's justice for Dulé yes
0: uh, so I would give it about a 6.5 as well because the chemistry really did stick and even at the end when they had the like um, proposal scene and stuff like that was
1: really adorable oh my god it it was was so cute cute. and honestly once again should have just freaking ended it right there like literally have her said
0: they literally got married and engaged at MH Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) at the the company guys at the company remember I said it to you I was
1: like might have fucking proposed to her at a rate. <laughs> I was like, not this work propaganda. Like I'm sorry. Even if I met my future husband at like with the place that we work, I would spit in your fucking face if you try to propose to me at my job.
0: Like, no. no. I hate it here. I hate it. I mean, I don't personally hate my job or the place, but like I, I totally understand. Like, why would you do that? Like that, like, let me tell you, guys, we do want to warn you there is marriage propaganda there's baby propaganda there's work propaganda there's general like um good business business is not evil man is evil business is good and the right people in these positions will never take advantage like yeah it was so overt with the propaganda especially by the end we were just literally laughing most of it it was crazy (laughs) uh but yeah i mean i enjoyed it i feel like it kind of reminded me of Boys Over Flower, just, like, not dated or badly acted um, yeah. in that regard. But, like, in terms of, like, batshit crazy shit happening that you are kind of, like, what is even it's going just, on? just, like, really like, the last few
1: episodes, man. The last yeah. few episodes, man. Just, like, because here's the thing. I was already feeling kind of just, like, meh and frustrated once we got to, like, the 20s in the episodes. Yes. Yes. But then just because like you just kept seeing like where they're really like they were really just like m- ironing out and stretching this storyline for, for like no reason. None, like they were stretching that shit. They was like they was trying to be Jesus. They was trying to feed a whole village with two loaves of bread. Like they was yes. doing a lot. <laughs> um but the last like just the like the last three episodes I'm just <laughs> i just don't know like the time jump was so unnecessary <laughs> yeah oh my god no, it, actually,
0: it was it was not like uh, i feel like if i were to rewatch it i would probably just stop at episode 20 and just pretend i just make up my own ending at that point um
1: i would probably watch the first like seven episodes and then Episodes like eighteen to
0: twenty-one. You want to skip that weird trainee company sexual assault storyline that had no point. Yes. So yeah, no, that makes sense. And And then then her
1: being upset that this man paid, like, bought off your old apartment is like literally giving (laughs) you dirt cheap rent, free food, like, whatever.
0: And then basically moved himself into your. Also,
1: just one last thing before we wrap this up. Um, yeah. the fact that she was like, What? I'm what? He likes me? What? Like, bitch, what <laughs> do you mean dumb. you did not know this man liked you?
0: Dulay literally has been in love with you since the first episode. Like, did you see his face when you gave him that ugly tie? That man is And in love then with he you. keeps wearing that ugly tie? Oh, whatever. I mean, she's, yeah, she's a dub. I mean, we've already established that though, so it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to books where Nikki will tell you all the things that she's been <laughs> reading. Because I have not been reading... I mean, I have started Sinner, and I did start The City We Became. I just did not finish
1: them. So, mm. um, Let it the record show, I finished The City We Became like four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not started Sinner. I'll probably read it tomorrow on like, the plane ride. Um,
0: Yeah. Honestly, but- I do... Like, okay, so... Basically, for Sinner, we're gonna give you guys like a special episode where we kind of go through chapter by chapter. But I, I'm, I'm so mad that I kind of had the idea that we should have done it for Love is Sweet,
1: like, like after the fact. After yeah, the fact, honestly, yeah. Love is Sweet would have been a great special episode for you guys <laughs> be like, because episode twenty
0: three skipped half of the episode. Who cares? It was all business talk, and it was stupid business talk and that was it like literally by the time we got to the end of that show we were literally skipping jumping Me, both of us were doing it too so sometimes yeah. we went too far because we were both skipping
1: for us <laughs> it was oh my god it was so funny because like Nat would be like we would be like go like just looking at it and then we're like I'm like I'm like oh my god I don't care can I skip ahead and I, and then I would just like skip ahead and then she would be like oh thank god I was like oh thank god <laughs>
0: Sooner is going to be a special, very special episode of Soju Chronicles, so look out for that.
1: But yes. Okay, so, um, you know, I thought at this point that we would have been, like, a little bit low, so I, I did have, like, all the books that I read between our last recording out uh, so I could talk about all of them, and um, since we were already, like, an hour and 15 minute in, i don't have to talk about all of them but i will anyways just because i can so um, don't worry they're gonna be quick summaries guys don't worry it's not that deep it's not a lot of intellectual work of art that i read while <laughs> during these times so we're gonna start in good nikki fashion from the least like ones to the most liked ones so this is not in, like, any particular order of, like, when I read these. They were just read during the, like, two weeks that we are, were, like, during the last time we recorded to now. So, I read The Games We Play by Dana Asaleh, who, she's has some kind of controversy going on right now. I don't know. I don't really know about it. I don't really care. White people don't interest me that much. But I know that she has, I see. Think I saw on Book Talk that like like she must have had the the idea for like this book or like that she was like a voice actor or something. I don't really know. Don't really care. I could have cared enough to look it up to talk about it here, but I don't like to give white people attention. Um. So, anyways, game we play. It's basically the story. It's basically the you know corpse, right? He was like the phenomenon um game player during the among us because he sounds like oh and everyone's like oh my god yay
0: right i don't know anything about among us sorry
1: oh well this is so this story is basically about this guy jack who is a gamer a faceless gamer and he's known as the joker um Oh, I guess I'll just read this. Jack is a faceless gamer known as a Joker. He makes a living playing video games and using his gravelly voice to bring people's sexual fantasies to life. When the top gaming site on the west coast sends someone out to interview him, Quinlan walks into his apartment with her auburn curls and thick curves, and they're instantly drawn to each other. Quinlan has no idea of the monster that lurks beneath the surface of his calm demeanor. Jack is quicksand, pulling her down into the dark underbelly of his desire. To get out unscathed, she'll need to give in to the hunger. She has always tried to die. Um, so yeah, this book was shit. It was terrible. Um, it was so boring. Like it was just so fucking boring. Like it was funny because I thought you would think that it would be like more interesting. Because I do remember there was a point in time where this book was like all over like book talk, like smut talk. They were so into it, right? Um and when I tell you, there was nothing to this story. Like, oh, she goes to interview him. Oh, he's immediately like, I want to fuck this girl. And then she's immediately like, oh, I want to fuck this guy. And then they fuck. And then he meets up, like, he takes her to this, like, place and meets, she meets his friends. And his friends are like, oh my God, she's the girl for you. Don't let her go. And then they go back to his place and fuck. And that's the story. Like, there's <laughs> nothing to it. Like, it was, it was so boring. I, I think at this point I've read so much like erotica and like BDSM type stories and stuff that this one did nothing. I was like, okay, move along. So I gave it two stars. I was like, it was lame. Um next up we have Love at First Spite by Alexandra Warren. So this one is about Nori and Maxwell. And basically Nori is like at this like she's at this um like lounge or whatever and she decides to leave the lounge because she's like oh my god this shit is whack boring boo tomato tomatoes so she is like stepping out grabbing a cab same time she grabs she's trying to grab a cab maxwell grabs her cab for her and then he's just like i need to figure out why she didn't like this lounge like everyone else is enjoying themselves why is she not enjoying herself?" so then he like, tells her, you know, uh, as the owner of this establishment, I need to do a survey. And they get into the cab together. And she's awkward and he's awkward. And it was lame. Also, very, very lame. It was just so boring. Like, it was weird. Re- it was interesting, right? Because I liked the beginning of this. Like, I liked the beginning of the story, right? Um, but then the more it just went on, it's the. Very love is sweet in nature, but the more it went on, the more you were just like, huh? What? Why? Like, some of the plot twists were so corny, and Maxwell as a character was just not sexy. So it's like, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't really enjoy a romance book if you don't really feel the romance between the couples, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I gave it two stars as well um then we have honestly okay we're just gonna we're gonna jump this section and go to some other books and we're gonna circle back to this other this other series that i read um so we had the friendship contract which is about allegra and damon and um basically allegra is like oh my god, my boyfriend's gonna propose, but then her boyfriend doesn't propose. He actually dumps her, and she's been in love kind of with her like lawyer best friend. They're all three of them are lawyer. They sign up a contract in which the terms were like you know they have to find the bright side and <clears throat> you can't they can't fall in love. And then they go on a like a what's it called vacation to Hawaii. And on that vacation in Hawaii, they oh my god fall in love. But it turns out they already loved each other all along. And honestly, this was with this book, my issue was that like it was a solid, I think like I wanna say like 200 pages or so, like 250 pages or whatever. Um, right around like the fourth chapter, we find out that these two people like each other. Like they really like each other and they know that they both like each other. Um, and so then I couldn't figure out why the remaining of the book happened. Like why didn't they just get together? Like there was nothing stopping these two from being together. Like absolutely nothing. There was nothing in their way. I was just like, let's speed this up. Like get together already. Like you're wasting my time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so I gave this 3 stars just because you know, it wasn't like bad I and mean, it wasn't good, you know? Yeah. Um <laughs> like we also CL says. <laughs> So we also read Queenie by Candace carty Williams um so I'm gonna read the description just because I don't want to actually spoil the book because I think people should read it I I think this book gets a rap a bad rap um maybe I related a little bit better than most people did but I liked it um so It says for fans of Luster and I May Destroy You, a disharmony honest, unapologetically black and undeniably witty debut novel that will speak to those who have gone looking for love and found something very different in its place. Queenie Jenkins is a 25-year-old Jamaican-British woman living in London, straddling two cultures and slulling neatly into neither. She works at a national newspaper where she's constantly forced to compare herself to her white, middle-class peers. After a messy breakup with her long-term white boyfriend, Queenie seeks comfort in all the wrong places, including several hazardous men who do a good job of occupying brain space and a bad job of affirming self-worth. As Queenie careens from one questionable decision to another, she finds herself wondering, What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And who do you want to be? All of the questions of today's women must face in the world trying to answer from them. With fresh and honest, Joe Moe's prose, Queenie is a remarkable, relatable exploration of what it means to be a mother and woman searching for meaning in today's world. Um, So I think a lot of people dislike this book. Um, and I think people dislike the book because they're racist. I'm sorry I'm just gonna say it. I'm going to say that that's the reason why you don't like this book because there are millions of books where they're messy white women and people love them so what if Queenie is a little embarrassing so what if she is just like all over these boys and I'm like stand the fuck up you Bitch, you're annoying the shit out of me. So what? We we, we watch stories like there's so many popular published books where these white women are equally as messy, and you guys love them down bad. But this is the one that's like, oh, it's not, it's not as good. Oh, I can't relate. Why? Because she's a black woman. Is that why you can't relate? I liked it. I gave it four stars. I think there was. I think. The first, like, two-thirds was very hard to get through. Like, it was very... It was giving very much second-hand like embar- um, embarrassment. No cap. But that's the whole point, right? She's a messy person. Um, The last third, though, really, really good. Especially, like, when it dealt with, like, mental health and being... Like, dealing with mental health issues in the Black community, you know, and in the immigrant family, you know, stuff like that. So, I enjoyed it. I gave it four stars, and I would recommend other people to read it. That's just me personally. I think personally. it comes down
0: to, like, people really want the perfect type of representation, and the thing is, it's like...
1: For- but that's the you- thing, right? Because it's funny, because most Black people that I know really mm-hmm. like that, like, enjoy the book. Mm-hmm. Most white people I, I remember, do not. I remember,
0: like, when it came out, and it people didn't like people that i'd seen on t- on twitter did not like it for those reasons that you mentioned you know like she is messy she has this thing for like white men you know and like yeah a lot of it was not you know the type of representation that they wanted and the thing is like i get it because there is a lot of like i think i do think that there's like an over of like bad representation quote unquote and i say but i don't I think it it's quotes. bad
1: representation i thought it was no, like I thought it was a normal representation because I think that there's so many women who that is their truth and that is the life that they're living you know what I'm saying
0: yeah but that's what like, I mean I, Like, so when I say like that's why I put bad in quotes because I, I kind of don't like I feel like representation is representation I don't think, really think that a lot like I don't think for the most part that what you see about black women is not true for some of us even if it's not representative of like the best of us, I guess, quote mm-hmm. unquote, like whatever that means. Because like, I like, mean, there are
1: some representation that I do get, like, okay, yeah. like that might be bad. But like, honestly, with this book, like I said, like, I just feel like we should be allowed to have messy characters that exist like any other, jo- like any other people do, you know? But
0: what I'm trying to say though is that like there is, I personally think that a lot of what we see tends to be. Things that are messy, hypersexualized, you know, and that's kind of like a norm. Like, so this messiness is like, it couldn't be that different from anything that we've seen in Tyler Perry. I mean, it's probably better written, but like that messiness that you're talking about, like that's in becoming, being Mary Jane. That's in girlfriends. That's like in a lot of different things, right? Yeah,
1: Whereas, but I feel like they're not often in books. Like, I feel like no, I don't no, no. often see, like, I, I, I feel like I don't really often see black women in books in this way. Whereas there's so many white women in books in this way.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, though, that there's so many white women in, like, who are doing all sorts of things in books. And in other types of medium. Whereas, as I was saying, like, I think that, like, like, from the criticism that I would seen, like, I kind of understand, like, both, I, like, I understand what you're saying, because we should be allowed to be messy, we should be allowed to be all, all the things that we are, because there's so many of us, and we're not a monolith, but also, you know, if all you're seeing is, like, or the most of what you're seeing is the mess, regardless of if it's in books, or if it's in television, or if it's, like, whatever, like, I can kind of see where people are, like, okay, guys, like, (laughs) get your shit together, right, like, we need, like, there's so many of us, and this type of representation, if you see only it, regardless if you see it in books or if you see it in television or if you see it in movies, like if you're only seeing kind of like the messy black woman who doesn't have her shit together and whatever, like that kind of becomes a reality for some people. So I can kind of see why people would have that type of criticism. I'm not saying it's justified. I just I'm just saying like I can understand why somebody would have that type of criticism. Because literally like what i see in terms of like what popular black women are are like are like on twitter and things like that tends to be the same type of thing you know what i mean so i i kind of understand why people had a problem with it i don't think that a problem being like I, I i don't think that it's wrong necessarily to have messy black women in fiction because once again we exist we say all the time We support Black women, but not all Black women, because some of of them are doing too too much, right? So there are so many different types of Black women, and I understand that. But I can kind of understand why somebody would be like, okay, well, I mean, we're seeing so much of this. Can we not see, like, any sort of, like, somebody who has their shit together, somebody who's, like, you know, struggle and being a mess and all this kind of stuff is not, like, the definition of who they are. Um, Or the most, or the majority of their story, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at fairy tales, Belle, like Cinderella, is a broke ass bitch, right? And like, yeah, her life sucks, but she's not completely defined by it. You know what I mean? Like, her, her most like the thing that people remember her for, besides the fact that you know, like, she did clean up the 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 cinders in the the fireplace, was that like she went to this thing, she captured the prince, and she got like her happy ending. And so, like people kind of want to see that fairy tale esque. But this is ways.
1: not. But okay, and if they want to see that, they go read a book that that is what is being advertised as. Like you pick yeah. up this book, you know what you're getting into while reading it. So I don't think it's right to, um, say, oh, this book was so messy. That's why I don't like it. When it really says it in the freaking description that. She's trying to figure herself out, and like the entirety of Queenie's struggles was because of her mental health issues,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I mean I like as I said i I totally get it. I don't think that there is really anything wrong with Queenie. In, like the no I don't I like
1: yeah, yeah I don't think so either I think that like because like if I were like if I think about this like I enjoyed Queenie way more than I enjoyed um the other black girl which I thought that was something that was like very much stereotypical hot mess of like oh here's this girl like oh this girl actually she the way like the the main character compared herself to the other black girl that worked with her and then oh hot like the fucking coconut oil or like was it the, or the shea butter or whatever the grease that they used in their hair was what they were using to mind control these people into assimilating and stuff like that like to me I was like that's fucking corny like that's a corny ass book and it's the same way I felt about um what's that stupid one that won the award that it shouldn't have Kylie Reed's book um such a fun age at which white people ate up and I was like why why are you eating up this book like Amira does not have a personality like the reason why you like this book is because it's really a book about this fucking white woman but everyone is like oh no I loved it because like of the way you were able to see how activism affects people's lives and I'm like it's because it was about the fucking white woman so I don't know why it was advertised as being Amira's story when it's about the fucking white woman but anyways I digress four stars for Queenie really enjoyed it um then I read Surrender which was an erotic short by my girl Rizzy Adams. I at this point obsessed with her. Will read everything. I'm probably gonna go through her entire catalog. I love the way she writes. I love the way she writes her sex scenes. I love that she's always incorporating Caribbean islands and Caribbean culture in her books. It just makes me very happy. So this was basically just it was a fuckation, <laughs> like it was like a fifty-page book, and it was excellent in every way. Um, Yara and Lennox, they were like friends in high, um, in college, and they had like one night where they kind of like slipped into like this. Ooh, what kind of are we friends? Do we want to fuck each other? What's going on? And then she threw up. So because she threw up, they ended up like not. Seen through the sexual tension or whatever so then on when he was driving to her to the airport he was like oh pick a number between 1 and 20 and then she was like oh 12 and then he was like okay in 12 years if we're both single and otherwise unattached um you're gonna give me two nights and he was like I'll fly you out and you're gonna give me two nights and we're gonna do everything that we would have done tonight if you hadn't gotten sick and then she was like okay bet and then like 12 years later (laughs) of course <laughs> 12 years later, he's divorced and he sends her plane tickets and she's like, "What the fuck? I'm not going. What the hell is wrong with this fool? I'm not going anywhere. What's wrong?" And then she was like, "You know, I do have vacation time." Might as well. So then she goes and she's like, "Am I still going to be attracted to him? I don't even know." She was like, "I mean, I did see him back like when he had gotten married." Five years ago, and he was kind of fine still. And then she was like, Okay, maybe, maybe, we'll see, we'll see. So then she sees him, and then she's immediately like, Oh shit, yep, still, still wanna, still wanna hop on that dick. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I wanna bury myself between them pussy lips. Like, he was like, Yeah. (laughs) So they're in like Turks and Caicos, and he brings her to like this like villa or whatever, and she's like, Where? It was, very filthy (laughs) very very filthy story I can bet (laughs) (laughs) very filthy story it was excellent I loved it um special shout out to him for using the vibrators as toys versus seeing them as you know competition he was like let me get to work with you so great gave it five stars it was amazing um so, let's see. Should I treat the people to that Fae book that I read, Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Yes, do it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I won't. But let me just say, if you guys want to have a treat, Royal Fae Academy series by Sophia Daniel. I gobbled through that series in like two days. It was so bad, but, like, so good that, like, it was so bad in a good way, you know? <laughs> like, nothing happened in this entire series. Like, in these three books, absolutely nothing happens, And I loved that about it.
0: Well, I mean, better nothing happens than too much of the crazy shit happens, so... Because,
1: like, oh my god. So, the first book, Fae Trials, I gave that three stars. The second book, Fae Games, I gave it two stars. And the third book, Fae Mates, I gave it three stars. And I know I said I won't talk about it, but now I feel compelled to. But I don't know if you guys deserve me talking about it. So, here's what we're gonna do. If you wanna hear me talk about the Royal Fae Academy, if I remember the next time, um, you need to either tweet us or DM us or send us an email and then I will talk about The Royal Fate Academy by Sophia Daniel. Yay. So yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is that it? I mean, I yeah. know you read a lot. Is that it? Okay. Yes, that is it. <laughs> All right. So let us get into some... Oh, our last topic. Yes, our last topic, which is uh, basically we're still in... international women's month so we're here to talk about some of the women that we love
1: besides our mamas
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) uh so you want to sort of introduce like
1: what i mean if you listen to our last episode, it's the same thing. So we're just going to spotlight a woman from, like, you know, because we have our sections where we have anime and mangas and whatever, and then we have dramas and we have books. So we're each going to spotlight a woman from one of each section. So I might cheat a little with anime um, because I don't know if – I mean, this is technically not an anime, but it kind of is because it's an animation, right? It's a cartoon Anim, like it's an animated cartoon, but I couldn't really. It was really hard. I couldn't think really, which I love women. So I don't know why it was so hard for me to think. I think it was just harder than I thought it was going to be to think of like just an anime character to like hype up. Because I was like, I was like, oh, I could do Mikasa, but I was like, ah, nah, it's fine. But anyways, um, this is this cheating? But I kind of want to shout out Raven. <laughs> From D.C.? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know, do it. I mean, she's been am- animated, so that can't happen. Okay,
1: because, like, you know, I, like, because, okay, here's what happened. I was watching Teen Titan, and then I just remembered as a child how much I felt, brave. like, I was, I felt very connected to Raven, because I just felt like I wanted to be an evil kid so badly. I don't know why, <laughs> but... I want to shout her out because I think she has, like, I love her powers. Um, I thought that, I think I, like, really resonated with her in, like, Teen Titan. And, like, even in Teen Titans Go, I enjoy her as well. And so she's the woman I'm going to spotlight Um, because I like bad bitches. I think bad bitches are always a serve. Who are you yeah. going to spotlight?
0: Okay, so I'm going to kind of cheat, too um because they're not technically anime but they have been animated so you reminded me actually like when you're talking about raven that i as a kid i was obsessed with storm from um
1: oh my Marvel, god me X Men.
0: like when i remember being a kid and we used to play like we were x-men at recess and whatever and we used to like pretend that we had these powers and shit and i literally thought that i was storm like commanding the the clouds her and Trini from Power Rangers those were my two like I need to be these people (laughs) um yeah so I I love Storm I love her powers I hate that the live action uh adaptations have failed her all this time so
1: miserably so miserably
0: but I do feel like we're they're recasting so I'm hoping that they get it right third time and so yes but officially I was actually gonna pick Jerica aka Gem from Gem and the holograms. Mm, Why? Okay. Because I was literally obsessed with Gem and the Holograms as a kid. Like my mom used to rent these VHSs from Dumbo videos. Because I used to live at Kiel Lawrence and they had a Dumbo video back in the day there that you could rent VHSs from before Blockbuster took it over. And she used to rent these, like, Gemma Hologram episodes for me. <laughs> and I was, like, crazy obsessed with it. I don't know. I honestly, to this day, if I'm, like, struggling to wake up in the morning, you know how, like, for me, it, it takes a while for me to wake up. And also, to just, mm-hmm. like, I hate working. Like, I hate having a job. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing. I love my... I actually really like the company I work for and stuff like that. And I don't mind what I do, but I hate working. So, I list... Like, for me, I listen to gem the hog music to like get me in like get my mind right and so like once again like when i chose jessica wakeful last week i like a messy bitch gem <laughs> protect like Jericho pretends to be gem both of them are dating rio both of them are kind of like jealous of each other bitch you're the same person he doesn't know that you're the same person but you you know you're <laughs> the same person <laughs> so, she literally has a song called Who Is He Kissing? Who is he kissing me or you? Who is he kissing? Da, da, da. Like, girl, he's kissing you. You are Jem. You are Jerrica. What is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, guys. I grew up watching soap operas with my mom. So, um, yeah, I just really love a mess. And so, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like Called jealousy. She literally has a song, like all her songs, like she has so many songs about like not understanding where she is with real. And I'm like, girl, you're kissing him as Jerika. You're kissing him as Jem. You're dating him. He's dating both of you. Like, just tell the man that you're like you're the same person. Why are you playing him too? Like, he literally works for you. I don't. I don't understand it, but. You know, as I said, I love a messy bitch. And so I gotta I gotta shout it out for Jerica. Um, yeah. I don't know, like okay. I am I'm gonna throw out two two of my favorite three of my favorite songs. Three from Jericho and the Holograms. If you guys are gonna listen to the soundtrack, it's all on YouTube. Um, it should be on Apple Music, because I would listen to it. Like I'd be the number one fan. But like there's a song called Um Shoot. What's the song called? Oh, Believe or Don't Believe, where they're scamming some lady. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not going to recommend these songs. So I just realized all three songs are from the same group. And they're basically scamming people. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <Yeah. laughs> if you want to know what these songs are. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Destiny is about literally stealing gem or Jerica and Rio from each other so you guys can have them and like literally scamming them away from each other and then the other song is like believe or don't believe and that's about scamming some old lady out of her money and um and the other song is literally called mind games because they're scamming this old lady out of her money okay like man, it's like my games mind games like it's they're catchy songs okay all of these songs are catchy I love Gem and the Holograms. Shout out to whoever created it. And shout out to (laughs) everyone saying for Gem because her voice is still one of my favorites. But yes, let's continue.
1: Okay, who's your drama person?
0: Oh. Hmm. I actually don't really connect to drama like female leads in dramas very often. Mm. Like, it's it's very strange. I just kind of don't. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna go with like a western sort of television show. Okay. Um I actually always really connected to Maria De Luca from Roswell. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: mostly because like we like we have kind of similar personalities. She's also kind of messy, not going to lie. you know
1: you don't have to like connect with them to highlight that. No, I know.
0: I know, but okay. I'm just, you know, I'm already on this whole childhood kind of thing, right? So, okay. I'm just going to go with those <laughs> like And so I like like for Maria DeLuca, for sure, like, I really loved her character. I always really enjoyed Mohanjo um, Delfino, who played her. And then even with the remake, um, Heather Hemmens, I think, is the name of the actress who plays her. And I think yeah. she always sold, does a really, really good job of it. I just really liked Maria. Um, Buffy, obviously, the vampire slayer is like, she was like my idol growing up. <laughs> In some ways, I don't know. I really just enjoyed her. So, um, yeah, in terms of, like, I do not really think of female characters from dramas where I'm just, like, oh, I love her, you know, whatever. I usually mostly think of, like, relationships that I like. Mm. So, yeah. What about you?
1: I am the opposite. Um, <laughs> I was, like, ooh, which one of my many characters do I love that I should talk about? Um, and I will not cheat. I'm just gonna give one, um... I'm going to give a shout out to Sang Mi, played by Sao Yee Ji um, in Save Me. She honestly was such an amazing character. Just like, like, this was like, you know, I watch a lot of Sao Yee dramas. Like, I've watched everything that she's been in, every single thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I she's one of my favorite actresses. Like, girl boss all the way. I don't give a fuck about her scandal. Don't care. <laughs> I'm going to watch everything she's in. Don't give a fuck. Um... She as Sang Me, like Sang Me, like going into like this village, you know, having her twin brother, and then like having her twin brother like commit suicide, and then like being forced to stay in this cult and then have this creepy man be telling you, Oh, you know, you're the mother and you're supposed to marry me, and just like mad creep vibes. Like the strength and resilience that she had was mind-blowing like the way that she was still able to stand up for herself and fight for herself and she still was looking out for other people and like like I don't know I feel like I'm a quitter because like you best believe (laughs) after like trying to escape the third time I would just be like okay that's it I'm just gonna die here but like she kept pushing herself she kept trying to escape and then even in the end she still like tried to help everybody else and like her father was a horrible man. Like just so deep gone lost in the sauce. And to see that she still forgave him after all of that, I was like, wow, a better woman than I could ever be because it would be fuck everybody. Like fuck everybody. Like you the the baby on your breast, like every fucking body. So, I have to give Sangmi a shout out. Um and then also, I was, like, I was going to shout out Maya Dum as well from Witches Court. Where she is the reason why I want to rewatch Witches Court. Um, because I just remember, like, this, she was such a badass character. Like, she was so mean, vicious, nasty, um, but also just, like, a baby. And, like, um, What's Her Name did such a good job playing her. That uh, Jung Ryeo Won, she did such a good job playing her, which also reminds me, I haven't seen her in anything in a while. But I want to give my them a shout out too. And book, who's the book character you're gonna shout out?
0: Um. Okay, that's different. I really do like a lot of my book characters. Um. Huh. Now I have like so many to choose from. <laughs> You go first, and then I'm going to choose one.
1: Okay, so I'm going to give a shout-out to Aduni from The Girl with the Louding Voice, which uh, was one yeah. of my favorite books that I read last year. Um, I thought that, the like, you know, she was just a little 13-year-old girl in her village, and she had to go through so much of, like, marrying this old-ass man, being his, like, fifth wife, and then, like, escaping that and going into this woman's house and getting the abuse, like um, dealing with the abuse from her family to then like, you know, learning and like getting good like getting better with like other people and just like like another story of a young girl who is just like very resilient and who worked hard and like you know, stuck by the things that she's stuck by, and so that's why I'm going to give her a spotlight.
0: Oh, that's nice. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Tilda from Faking It by Jennifer Cruze. Uh, I just really, I don't know, I felt like Tilda's really fun, and she's hardworking, and, you know, she cares about her family so much that she basically put her like entire life on hold, to do these shitty ass murals that she hates because basically they're mortgaged to death and like it's gonna take longer than her lifetime to pay off that building <laughs> and also because of the whole you know goodnight legacy and I don't know I kind of really like that she has a backbone and that when she meets like she literally like the beginning of the book starts with her like freaking out cause she has to go rob this lady <laughs> so I mean like I I totally would rob somebody if it meant like I had to do it to save my family but I would probably be freaking out the whole time too you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I like I like when female characters have like a a strong family base and I really like when you know they're within reason willing to do things or you know support their family or their you know chosen family if it's not a blood relationship I just really like people who have a who have a base, I think, a foundation. But mm-hmm. I also kind of really like that she goes toe-to-toe um all the time with everything that she does. So it's not just like the people she works for. It's like Davy. It's it's um what's her name? I can't remember her name, but like um all these all these people in her life, she basically just meets them head on. And I think that's like that inner strength is really important. But I really like that she's like very much aware of the world that she lives in. Mm -hmm. and that, like, like, I I really, I don't mind fairy tales, but I really don't like when people live in a world that isn't a fairy tale, and they still have fairy tale ideals, and I think Matilda is very, like, aware of the way the world works, and that it's not fair, it's not a happy, you know, fairy tale place, but, you know, you make your own happiness, and I think that's really important, because that's, like, um, not just the way that I like my own philosophy, but also I just I think that's like the smartest thing to do because this is a <laughs> shitty place. Like, let's be real. But you have to make your own happiness to make it worth it for you, right? And so I kind yeah. of respect that and I really like that sort of inner strength to in people. I don't need like somebody to be a girl boss, you know, like like externally and like have a sword or armor and shit like that. I really like people who have like an inner inner strength i think that's why i liked um she i can't remember her name from like um because it's my first life even though her family was really shitty to her and whatever she still sort of like made her way in her life with an inner strength and i really respected that about her so yeah i'm gonna go yeah for me like
1: i like like just all grades of women like i like the badass ones i like the emotional ones i like you know and I think that's the great thing about women like I love how nuanced we can all be like we can experience so many different things at once and I think that's just something I wanted to say before we end this episode that like women think excellent
0: especially when it comes to fictional women honestly like it depends on how the woman is written yes to to be quite honest and like Like, to be for and
1: I've said this multiple times as well that like when it comes to dramas for me Um, I'm more likely to stick with a drama and really enjoy it if I like the female lead. If I don't like the female lead, it gets so much harder for me to stay by a drama. Like, I have, like, there has to be some woman in that show that I like, like, and then I like, what I like about Chinese dramas is how much we often see a lot of friendships and drama. Friendships, yes. And, like, I I think think Korea needs to kick it up. Like, they need to step it up with this, um and like yeah they've been trying to do more like women centric dramas but then i also feel like not they're not very often happy. like <laughs> happy one two like i feel like so okay so this is this is just something that i've noticed but like with um chinese dramas i feel like the like the friendships they will be talking but it's not an like, their conversations will be, like, about their career and, like, their love life and then also, like, um, their family. Like, oh, you know, your dad is, what is going on with him with this and that, like, that. And I feel like I see that way more often I see with Korean dramas, where if they have a friend, it's always to talk about, their partner work. like it's always it's always or work. the boyfriend like we
0: have work friends for the most part, yeah like.
1: and or like yeah if the friend it's like a work friend but i'm talking like with like with like yeah. this like real friendships in like k-dramas mm-hmm. it's almost always about like the Partners. boy or where they are in their relationship and stuff like that and i'm just like yes girls talk about that but we like Where's the fun stuff? Like, where's the, the the scenes of the girls, like, talking about what they watched? Like, which idol they saw perform on Weekly Idol that week or stuff like that? Like, just give us some more of those natural conversations that girls have that's yeah. not surrounding boys. Because, like, Nat and I, we barely talk about boys. We talk about <laughs> TV shows all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I feel like we just, they need, there needs to be more of that as well. But that's just yeah.
0: my little No, I agree my two sisters. i agree i agree i would love to see especially uh, specifically in korea i would love to see yes. like a story of like females being friends and just navigating that without it being some sort of melodrama where somebody's dying um or it's just like really dramatic shit like and i'd love to or i'd love to see a drama where like her the people that she goes up for drinks with and stuff like that are just not people she works with like that was my major problem with what's wrong with secretary secretary kim like she met with her sisters a lot. She met with her coworkers a lot. That was it.
1: She yeah. <laughs> like, More dramas had no like work later drink now. That even though yeah. yes, we did have that random <coughs> terminal. Is she okay? Yes. <laughs> we did have that random terminal and storyline. Like it was still like very much you saw these group of girls being like actual genuine friends and like even with 39 minus the <laughs> impending death Cancer, um yes. there's still like you can see that these are like a group of although i well okay never mind you have not watched episodes i won't say but yeah if you're I gonna say, say that you
0: think that certain people are better friends than other people i definitely see that already but um yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah no we we love women and we just want to see all sorts of women like i mean obviously not everyone's good like we also like birds. Chae Kyung is a bird. But we love her. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. So we just want to see. Like she's, all she's sorts actually of women. proper stupid. Like even Jen Jun, like <laughs> Jen Jun, once again, don't know how she became a VP.
0: <laughs> she was so dumb. She was just so freaking dumb. But yes. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's uh the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh nice escape from the shit of the world and if you have Do you any know what's comments-
1: so terrible is that we were like yeah you know we don't have a lot to talk about this won't be a long episode but yet still we still managed to have it be almost at like two hours um you guys are welcome <laughs> <laughs> get something to drink <laughs> oh, yeah, and, anyways- myself this rosé
0: Yes, you can reach us at Soju Chronicles at gmail.com or on Twitter at Soju Chronicles where I am live tweeting currently, um, Attack on Titan, the last season part two, 39 and forecasting love and weather. And if you guys want us to like watch certain things, like
1: I mean, one yeah, we give us watch suggestions.
0: It. We, we will check it. Nikki, check will, the Nikki,
1: Nikki yes. will watch one episode of whatever it is that you suggest. Yeah. Also, you if you guys really want to hear me talk about Faye Academy, listen. <laughs> All you gotta do is just at me. <laughs> I promise you'll have so much fun. You, it will be so much fun.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should um go. We should do like a deep dive in faye Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, for eight we chapters, do nothing that- happens.
1: <laughs> oh my god. We should. What we should do is we should pick one of those random. Like Kindle Unlimited series books and do a deep dive into that. Something similar to Fair Academy, I think it would be excellent. I think they would love it <laughs> because when I tell you Fair Academy is old doozy. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Well, I will leave that to you since you are the Kindle Unlimited
1: Pro guys. We will be we will be coming back next month with you know some monster porn. I know it's been so long since we've read some yeah, for you. We, we found the like, black you.
0: one, right? So yeah we, we found a
1: black alien romance
0: yeah so we're gonna be back with you know our brand really I feel like it's been suffering lately because we haven't actually had any monster penis for a while so we are <laughs> definitely happy to, <laughs> to get back into I
1: that can't.
0: listen make your own happiness everyone ours is just happy to be this. Right now. <laughs> You know how to reach us. Um, holla at us on Twitter if you guys are also watching Forecasting Love and Weather. Shout out to Amanda. And yeah, have a good day, night, morning, whatever, you, whatever it is, wherever you are in the <laughs> world. Just take care, guys. We care about you, so take care and have a good time. Bye. Bye.